There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. I want to go to the book of 1 John chapter 5, verse 1. The Bible says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous to us. Verse 3, the Bible said, For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. The Bible says in verse 1, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him, that begat loveth him also, that is begotten of him. Just for a little while, I want to talk about what it means to be born of God, what it is to be born of God, what it takes to be born of God, the Bible tells us in the book of 1 John chapter 3 and verse 9, Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. When we are born of God, God puts within us a new man living on the inside, and this new man is created in righteousness and true holiness, as the scripture tells us. And because of that, the Bible tells us that we have a man living on the inside that does not sin. We have an outward man, this flesh, that has never changed and is still wicked and ungodly. But God puts a new man living on the inside, a man created in righteousness and true holiness. Not only that, the book of Romans chapter 7 verse 22 tells us uh, that the apostle Paul was speaking concerning this battle that he dealt with in his flesh and the new man that was living on the inside. He said, for I delight after the law of God, after the inward man. God gave him a desire and a delight after the things of God, after the law of God, to keep the law of God and to obey God's voice and to obey God's word. And that is the, what God did on the inside of the apostle Paul, but God does that on the inside of every person that's born of God. Our flesh desires sin, but God puts a person on the inside that desires the law of God and delights in the law of God and delights in truth. 1 Corinthians 5.17, the Bible says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, old things are passed away, and all things are become new. When you're born again, God makes you a new creature. He said, old things are passed, all things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. The book of John, chapter 3, Jesus Christ is talking to Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, and he tells Nicodemus 
that he has to be born again. He said, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water, that's your natural birth, and except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, that's a spiritual birth, he cannot see the kingdom of God. For that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. In the day that we live in, people try to take religious activities and they try to make themselves clean in the sight of God by trying to fix up the outward. But God wants to take the inward parts of man and make a new person on the inside, make him a new creature on the inside, and that will resonate with your outward man, and it'll change you not only inwardly, but it'll change you outwardly. And that's the work that God does within the heart of man. What does it take to be born of God? He said here in 1 John 5, he said, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. If you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, then you are born of God. Not only that, in verse 4 of 1 John 5, verse 4, the Bible says, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. I want to say thank God that I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You go down through the pages of time and the pages of the Word of God, and you look at men that believe that he was the Son of God. Simeon was in the temple, and Mary and Joseph brought Jesus into the temple, and the Holy Ghost had spoken to Simeon and told him before his death he would see the Son of God. And whenever he looked upon the face of Jesus Christ just as a babe, he said, my eyes have seen the salvation of the Lord. The Bible tells us, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Son of God, he is born of God. Not, not only that, but there was a woman that was at the well, that came to the well where Jesus was one day when Jesus went through Samaria. And Jesus began to speak with this woman at the well, and he immediately confronted her on the matter of her sin. He said, you have five husbands and the one that you're living with now is not your husband. And she left that meeting with Jesus Christ, and she went to her city and said, come and see a man that told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? What she was doing was testifying that she believed that this man that she saw at the well that told her of her sin and cleansed her of her sin was the Son of God, was the Christ. And when she did that, she was born of God. Not only that, but she told the people in that community and they went and saw Jesus for themselves. They said, well, we went to see him for ourselves because what you said. But we believed him not because of what you said, but because we've witnessed him and we've seen for ourselves that he indeed is the Christ. And ladies and gentlemen, they believed that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. They were born of God. Not only that, John the Baptist was standing by the river of Jordan. And while John the Baptist was standing by the river Jordan, baptizing men and women, Jesus Christ made an appearance, and he saw, said to the crowd that was standing by, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Who was the Lamb of God? It was the Son of God. It was the Christ, the Son of the living God. Not only that, but Peter one day was with Jesus Christ, and he said, "Whom do, Jesus said to Peter and the disciples, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? He said, Some say that you're Elijah, one of the prophets, Jeremiah, Isaiah, or one of those men, John the Baptist. 
But he said, But whom say ye that I am? And Peter spoke up, and he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And when he said that, he was testifying of the reality that he was born of God. Why? Because he believed that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. Not only that, but there was a Roman centurion that pierced into the side of the Lord Jesus Christ, and men standing by the cross of Calvary. Whenever Jesus died, and as the lightning crashed in the skies, the thunder roared, and the sky turned dark, and the rocks rent, the earth shook, and Jesus was there in their presence on the cross. Those Roman men said, Behold, surely this was the Son of God. And to make a statement like that, to claim that he was the Son of God, was evidence that these men believed and they were born of God. You can go down through the pages of history and the pages of time through the Word of God and find men that believe that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. And I want to say thank God that he is the Son of God. I know that he's the Son of God. And, I, and the Holy Ghost in me bears witness that he's the Son of God. I wasn't at Calvary, and I didn't see Jesus Christ die on the cross, but there is one living on the inside that, ladies and gentlemen, lives and dwells within every believer that was at Calvary, and he testifies of the reality that Jesus Christ was on the cross, Jesus Christ did resurrect from the grave, and he uh, testifies to the reality that I am born of God and that Jesus is the Son of God. Well, do you know not only that, but there is an evidence that you are born of God. You'll find it in this passage of Scripture, 1 John 5, 1 and 2. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begat. That's talking about God. God makes you born of God. The Bible said that not of the will of man nor the will of, of the flesh, but the will of God. God is the one that does the begat, and salvation is of the Lord. Him, he that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. When you're born of God, you will love the brethren. You will love those that are begotten of him. That is an evidence that you have been born of God. We not only love him that born us again, but we love those that are born again. And if you look in the word of God, you turn to the book of Philippians chapter 2. The Bible tells us this. It gives us a good example of what it is to love the brethren. It gives us a good example of what it is to love the people around you. The Bible tells us in Philippians 2, 1, If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy, that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem other better than themselves. That's an example of love and a work of love. Let each esteem other better than himself. The Bible said not only that, verse 4, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Now, we live in a self-centered and a selfish society today when Everything revolves around me and mine. But ladies and gentlemen, whenever you possess the love of God, you don't only look upon the things that you need, but you look upon the needs of others. And not only the physical things, but you'll look upon the spiritual need of others. You will live your life with a burden. You'll live your life bearing the responsibility of the souls of men around you for your family and for your friends and for your loved ones and your co-workers and the people that you live with. 
You'll bear the responsibility of your mother and father if they're lost. You'll bear the responsibility of your brothers and sisters if they're lost. You'll bear the responsibility of church churchgoers if they're lost. You'll bear the responsibility of your children that are lost, and you'll see their soul, and you'll be burdened for their soul. That's an act of love. You don't only look upon your own needs, but you look upon the things of others. The Bible says this in verse 5, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That was the mind of Christ. He looked not upon his own things. The Bible said he came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. He'll not only, he not only carried that out in his earthly ministry, but ladies and gentlemen, whenever we gather around the throne of God, whenever we gather at the great marriage supper, the Bible says that Jesus Christ will gird himself and he will serve us. Why? Because that's the God that we serve. The Bible said that he, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robber to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was late made in the likeness of men, and being found in the fashion of man, he humbled himself, and was became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And that's what the Lord Jesus Christ did in his love for us. The Bible said, hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. And there's evidence that you're born of God when you love the brethren. First John 4, 20, the Bible says, If any man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this is the and this commandment have we from him, that he that loveth God love his brother also. You cannot love God and hate your brother. You cannot love your brother the brethren and hate God. Ladies and gentlemen, they work hand in hand, one with another. He said, I'll read it again. If a man say, I love God and hate this brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he hath seen, how can he love God, whom he hath not seen? One evidence that you love God is that you love the brethren. And if you love God, you'll love the brethren. And if you love the brethren, you'll love God. The Bible says this, by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. How do we know we love the children of God? When we love God. How do we know that we love God? The Bible says this, that uh, he that loseth his life shall find it. You know you love God if you'll lose your life for his sake and for his glory. And you'll live your life for the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now he'll receive the glory out of your life. That's how you know that you love God. You live your life for his purpose. Not only that, you know that you love the children of God when you keep his commandments. All the law and the prophets hang upon two commandments, that you love God with all of your heart and you love your neighbor as yourself. And if you love your neighbor, you won't steal from them. And if you love your neighbor, you won't commit adultery with them. And if you love your neighbor, you won't kill them. And if you love your neighbor, you will not do those things that are written in the laws of God and in his commandments. You cannot do those things and love your neighbor at the same time. The Bible says in verse 3, For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. How do we know that we have the love of God in us? Because we keep his commandments, and it doesn't end there. A lot of folks think that they uh, can keep God's commandments, and in that reality, they become legalists trying to keep God's commandments. But it's more than just keeping his commandments. They keep his commandments, and it's grievous. That's when you get into legalism. But whenever you keep his commandments, and it's not grievous, 
That's an evidence that you've been born of God. Why? Because God puts a desire in your heart to keep his commandments. And you'll desire, desire his commandments. You'll love his commandments. This is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. And when you believe and you're born of God, God gives you power to overcome the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you bless the message, and I pray, God, that you deal with the heart of some individual. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption for night. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.